This week on the podcast, we talk to a young lady who took her passion for hospitality, some really good coffee, and a nice chunk of her savings, and turned it into, yep, you guessed it, a small business of her very own. Episode 26 of the Open for Business podcast, a podcast, by the way, that's designed to inspire and motivate you to do your thing, whatever that might be. It's designed to tell the stories and give you practical tips and tricks that you can use each and every day to grab life and live it exactly the way that you want to. Big show today, guys. Thanks very much for listening in. And before we get stuck into today's guest, which, who by the way, I've been super excited to bring to you. It's an awesome interview. Can't wait to share it. But before we get into that, I just want to check in and see how you guys are going. What are you up to? Have you got any big goals this week or this month or this year? How's your progress going? I hope that you are tackling them head on. Now, back in episode 25, we uh, had a show where I asked you for your feedback. So we've reached the six-month mark of the podcast, and I wanted to ask you, the very valued listener, to uh, share your feedback and your thoughts on the podcast, uh, the guests that have been on the show, and the types of things that I talk about. Because after all, I am producing the podcast for you guys, and I want to be able to help you in the best way possible. And in order to do that, I need to know what you need help with and what you want to hear. I had some great feedback as part of episode 25, and I'm going to read out one email in particular which got sent through, which uh, I absolutely loved, and it really helped to uh, give me a little bit of a, what's the word, a bit of a pep and make sure that I'm on the right track. So this email was from Trent, and I'm going to read it out here. Trent says, Hi, Anthony. Just a quick note to say congrats on the podcast. I listen to many podcasts in the commerce space in particular, and yours is amongst the best. As an accountant who looks after many small business startups, I think your content is engaging and applicable to many. The guests and content relating to the use of technology, such as website design and videos, etc., is especially relevant. Cheers, Trent. Trent, thanks so much for the feedback, mate. Really appreciate it. Love the email. It's awesome to get emails from you guys. It's awesome to uh, hear from the people that are listening to the podcast. Because I know you're out there. I can see 16 different countries around the world, which I am super happy about. So if you do want to let me know what you love or don't love about the podcast, you can send me an email just like Trent did in a flash. And if you don't want to be uh, bothered about sending an email, just hit me up on social media. Love to hear from you. All right, let's get into today's guest. We are talking, we have the privilege of hearing from Shannon from One Wild Apple. Now, One Wild Apple is a cafe located in Benella in Victoria in Australia. So it's in a regional town in Australia and Shannon has started this cafe. She's taken it on, she's bought the business and she is kicking goals. 
She is really passionate about um, hospitality and food, and she uh, first started out with a catering business as well, and she's now running One Wild Apple, the cafe. I spend a lot of time there because it is in the town that I uh, that I work in, so I get to enjoy the awesome coffee and food that is available at One Wild Apple, and uh, I just had to get Shannon on the podcast. She is exactly the type of person that uh, this podcast is based around. Young people taking on the world, running a small business, and doing their thing. So it's awesome to have Shannon on the show, and let's get stuck into the interview. Shannon, welcome to Open for Business. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> now, we're having a bit of a giggle because uh, it's uh, the first time that I actually, I said to Shannon just then, I've hit record, we're right to go, and we had to stop it because I'd actually hit stop. So let's get into the show now. Shannon, the first question that I always like to ask each and every guest that jumps on the show is, what did you always want to be when you grew up? Well, um, well like I was saying before. <laughs> like you were saying before, yes. <laughs> um, ever since I was tiny and pretty much as long as I can remember, I've always wanted to do something in the hospitality world, I guess. I've yeah, nice. There's always been ideas with owning massive resorts and bed and breakfasts and restaurants and things, Sounds just different good. ideas around that, except for a couple of years there where I toyed with the idea of being a dentist and a mechanic, which I don't know how they had a connection to anything. Wow. But um, that, that's, uh, that's a nice mix. Yeah, it's always been sort of in hospitality is what I've wanted to do. Is that because um, you did a lot of cooking or your mum did a lot of cooking when you grew up? What sort of, um, what sort of brought the hospitality um, yeah, feel on? I'm not sure. I think I did grow up doing a lot of cooking. Mum is a huge cook and especially when we were younger, liked to do everything homemade. And so I guess from a very young age, I had been cooking and doing stuff like that. And yeah. it's just something that I guess I love to do. And it's always if we were having visitors over and stuff, I'd always like to have the rooms pretty when I was tiny and it's just something that I really enjoy doing. Awesome, awesome. So you've sort of carried on in that vein, but before we talk about One Wild Apple, what um, what have you sort of done since the time you sort of finished school? Were you still looking at hospitality at that stage before One Wild Apple came around? Was there anything in between? Yeah, well, basically I knew for a while that I wanted to own my own business back to the hospitality again. Excellent. Um, and I could see I was looking at different courses online and at TAFE and stuff, and because I knew that I wanted to do own my own business, something in that world, I couldn't see going to uni being helpful for what I wanted to do because I could see things, courses online that I could get into without having a, without doing yeah. it, I guess. Yeah, okay. And so I finished at year 10 and went off and did a certificate three in business admin at TAFE. Right. Um, and that sort of then became a stepping stone to get into a diploma of event management. Nice. So that's, I guess, what I was studying straight from year 10, did that, and then back into event management, which I never actually finished it, Finished in the end because of starting up the business. But yep. um, I guess that's sort of what I did. So instead of year 12, I knew what I wanted to do. So I just went straight into doing that. So did you ever think um, at any stage that you might get a job um, working for the man, so to speak, or was it always that feeling that you, you wanted to run your own business? Basically, it's always I've wanted to, ever since probably my first job, I have wanted to work for myself. Yep. Um, working in different hospitality environments, I'd see things that I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish that I was in charge so that I could fix this or do that or do it the way I want. Um, yeah, awesome. I guess I just like to have the responsibility on myself as well, which was something working um, in different cafes and stuff. If you stuff something up, 
you're not always in charge to be the one that fixes it or something like that and stressing about what management's going to be doing. I like mm. to sort of do things the way I want so that I know they're done correctly. And so I don't know why, but since my first job, I've always have wanted to be the boss, I guess. Yeah, awesome. No, that's <laughs> fantastic. Thing, but, um, <laughs> yeah. What, what, what was that first job? Um, first job, I was working in a bakery. Awesome. Um, it's like a bakery slash pizza shop, fish and chip shop kind of thing. Yeah, okay. Awesome. Was that like out the front or a bit of everything or were you actually everything. doing the baking? So I was doing, yeah, you know, your front of house, running orders and stuff, but then I was also making pizzas, which was about the extent of the baking side that I did there. And uh, you thought that you could do this just a whole lot better. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Awesome. All right. So let's talk about One Wild Apple. Um, for everybody that's listening in, you are now running your own cafe, coffee shop. Do you call it a cafe, coffee shop? What do you cafe, like to call coffee it? coffee shop. I change between both of them. It's... Exactly. It's an awesome mixture of both. So um, tell us a little bit about One Wild Apple and how you started your own business. Well, um, basically, One Wild Apple, the shop front that I'm in at the moment, or is I found out recently the landlord calls it um, the naughty house because the naughty that, house. That's just what it looks like. It's a tiny little uh, hole in the wall. But they're the um, they're, they're the best coffee shops and cafes, like the ones that have got some character and that, and they've that's got why that. I love it. It's so good. It's so it good. Was, um, yeah, I guess I have always thought that if I was to ever go down the coffee shop. Um, I guess, road. I've always drawn inspiration from those tiny little laneway shops in Melbourne. and Yeah, exactly. Stuff. So I guess that's why I did buy it was from the appearance of it. Um, at the time when I bought the shop, I was not looking to buy a cafe or a shop in any way or form. Okay. I just started up my catering business about six months before maybe. So I was doing some catering here and there while studying. Right. And then um, this, the coffee shop that I'm in now had opened up and I went in there for a coffee one day and just fell in love with the building. And a few months later, it actually, it came on the market and my sister jokingly was kind of like, oh, hey, this is for sale. I want to buy it and you can manage it. Um, <laughs> Good business then, plan. Yeah. I just had yeah. a bit of a laugh about it and then kind of looked at it and was like, oh, maybe I should buy it. Nice. So it kind of was, yeah, crazy because I was not looking for it in any way, shape or form, but it had been the first time I had a coffee here. I was like, if I was to ever own a coffee shop, this is this would be the it. one. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Now for everybody listening, um, we don't have to go into any numbers or anything like that, but how did you go about buying your own coffee shop? Because I know for a lot of people listening in, they might go, okay, she's either loaded or she got some help or she's been saving for years. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about how that worked? Well, I have been saving for years pretty much. I guess because from a young age I had been like all these crazy ideas of what I wanted to do and had always had in the back of my mind that I'd wanted to own something, own a business. I started saving for something. I didn't know what, but I'm like, no, I'm going to start saving from probably, I would have been about 14. Nice. So around the time of my first job, um, I had a separate bank account where I just sort of kept putting money in and bits and pieces just because I'm like, someday something is going to just pop up, which I'm going to want to buy and it's going to be really expensive. Mm. So I kind of just had set aside like years ago just putting a little bit by little bit 
just in case something popped up. And so then when this did come up, it had been kind of like, is this the thing that I should, you know, break into the deep savings account from? Yeah. Because it was sort of, yeah, years of anticipating, you know, should I spend the money on this? So it was definitely had years and years of yeah, well, here and there to get to this point. It's a it's a great tip for anybody and everybody <laughs> out there to uh, have that separate bank account and just put some money in away every week because you never know when uh, a coffee shop or something else that you <laughs> want to buy might pop up. So definitely, <laughs> that's excellent. That's excellent. So um, you you managed to purchase the uh, the building and and what then? Like, how did you go about? Um, yeah, fitting out the shop and, and starting the business. How did you get the word That's out there? definitely been probably one of the hardest things. I mean, it was one thing just to buy this existing business and put all of my hard-earned money into that. But then, of course, there's the whole setup cost. You've got all your suppliers and well, you need money to make money. So even just the first few months of business were hard to scrape by to pay the rent. And it still can be like that. But the business is slowly picking up, which is great. Yes, but yes. um, it was, yeah, pretty full on. And luckily I do have like dad came in and did a lot of work on it because he's handy. So I that did cut out costs of getting in tradies and all kinds of things. And yeah. there wasn't much work that needed doing. So I've been very lucky to have that extra help here and there to cut costs. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. It's not, uh, it's not what you know too, you know, half the time, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, you had uh, recently in Benella, which is where One World Apple is located, um, they had the, is it called the Street Art Festival? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Wall to Wall. Wall to Wall Festival, that's yeah. right. And um, you had a very busy weekend there. Can you tell us a little <laughs> bit about that? Uh, it was absolutely crazy. As I am usually only open on a Monday till Friday basis, never really open on the weekends. Um, but because of this festival going on all weekend, I thought, yeah, okay, let's open up. Um, so basically there was about 14 street artists from Melbourne and Sydney and all over Australia and whatnot. They all came and had a different wall to paint. And so luckily one of the walls that was being painted was right outside the cafe, basically. Perfect. So I was like, right, okay, it's going to be a busy weekend, but I just wasn't quite sure how busy. So it was crazy when my Saturday turned into about nearly a 12-hour day. Wow. <laughs> yeah, swamped with people. And it was it was just really great because of the location I'm in. It was a way to get people who wouldn't normally be out and about on a weekday to now know that I'm there. Yeah, exactly. So it's, yeah, crazy busy it was. It was a great experience and great to meet some more locals, I guess. And you'll do it all again next year. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Hey, um... Can you tell us, has there been any sort of any tough moments along the way? I mean, I'm sure running your own business, there's a couple of moments where you've thought, maybe this isn't a good idea. Has it all been uh, smooth sailing or not? There's definitely been a lot of tough moments and times when I have, I've sat there and been like, oh my gosh, what the heck have I done? Um, when there's certain months of the year, like February, everywhere in Benalla was quiet. Mm. And so it was kind of sitting there thinking, you know, can we pay the rent? What have I done? And it's just a matter of getting through those times, I guess. Um, and lots of things. I guess when I first set up the business, I'm like, I don't know which suppliers I should contact, how to even go about contacting them. Just little things like that. Yeah. And things that you don't even think of until you have to do it. And then it's like, where do I even start? So mm. 
it's definitely been some very difficult moments there's been pretty much <laughs> so, so but, what did you do like in those moments when you do realize that hey i'm i'm gonna run a coffee shop um i've got to find a coffee supplier um there's food there's all these other things that uh, go into the business how did you go about like sourcing those people luckily because it was an existing coffee shop there were um a couple of contacts there that i could bounce off um and it's been amazing talking to different businesses um around about different cafes most people are really happy to talk to you if you go on and be like, oh, so where do you get this from kind of thing. Yeah. Um, they're often really, all the owners have been really lovely to talk to and give me details and also Google. I mean, you can never go wrong with Google. Good old Google. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. come in handy plenty of time. <laughs> Answered many questions. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's fantastic. So, um, can you tell us a bit about your day to day? Like, um, do you have any other staff in the business? Is it just yourself? Like, what does a day at, uh, at One World Apple look like? All right. Well, when it first started out, um, it was I designed it more or less to be a one person run business, so I wouldn't need help. But over time, as it's gotten busier, I have found that I often do need somebody there. Um, luckily. I've been lucky enough to have different family members come in. Um, Mum's been in a lot to help, just give a helping hand. And Good on your mum. She's been on call. So uh, I'm like, it'll be fine. And then it'll get to, you know, about 11 o'clock and the lunch lunch rush hits. So yep. I'm like, can you come in? Just send out an SOS message. So generally I'll get in there six or seven in the morning, turn the coffee machine on and get going. And it's generally only I will be needing some help from over the lunch period and I can do the rest of the morning coffees and stuff. Or when, but, you, um, or when you have a certain guy come in and order six coffees. And order six coffees, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just throws the whole day out of whack. <laughs> it does. I just can't get anything else done after that. It just destroys it. No, no that's um, awesome. I was going to say, yeah, this morning I got hit with an unexpectedly large amount of coffees and so it did throw off the day a little bit. But um, luckily I did have somebody coming in at 10.30 who was able to then I guess bring everything back in under control control but it's just difficult in a day you never know how busy it's going to be so you can't plan for it yeah that's right it's just about um just about managing it and and not freaking out when uh, people come in and place big orders i suppose yeah yeah exactly hey um talking about coffee um what's your favorite type of coffee type of coffee is in the blend or the both blend and the type of drink all right well I have to say my favourite, Sensory Lab, because that's who I get, but they actually are amazing. Oh, um, well done, well done. <laughs> I can vouch, it's, it's very good coffee, I can vouch for that. I was going to say, I was starting to look for a coffee supplier when I was like, oh, I should buy this place, and then I tried the coffee that they already had there, and I'm like, oh, there's no way I'm changing. But I'm actually quite happy to say that since I'm making coffee every day, I finally branched out into different, I was always a straight latte drinker, but I've... Okay. You know, you'll have a long black day now or a Change short macchiato. Well, it depend, yeah. Awesome. So I couldn't say that I have a favourite because it's always changing. <laughs> if it's coffee, it's good, hey? It's coffee, it's good, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, um... Although we do... Sorry, what you No, you're saying? right. Go for it. Um, we do have the signature Happy Hippie, though, which is a mix of a cappuccino and a chai latte. So. How come I haven't heard about this before? <laughs> you need to come in and read the menu. Oh, <laughs> 
There you go. It's my fault. I haven't read the menu. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll point it out to you next time you're in. Excellent. Sounds good. Sounds good. Hey, so um, let's talk a little bit more um, business-wise. Um, for yourself, like you're running your own business. So how do you, um, do you have any tips or tricks? What's your routine around when you open and, and staying um, in a routine and making sure that the business is open when it needs to be open? How does that all work for you? It's that is probably one of the more difficult things that I sometimes do struggle to maintain is it's a lot to sort out, you know, you've got to get here at this time of the morning so that the coffee machine's hot, so that you've got time to prep everything. But then I guess also at the end of the day, finding time to make sure that you do leave time for yourself so that you're still sane at the end of the day. That's right. Which is which is really hard to do, but I guess it's really helps to make sure that you've got a good accounting process and a bookkeeping process and files and lists. I mean, I'm a massive list and spreadsheet person, so nice. I guess keep track of it. everything, yeah, filed and organized so to keep on, on top of things because otherwise there's no way. But I guess it just really helps if you've got your opening sheet that's going in. So you know when you got there, you've got your routine of every single morning. First thing you do when you get there is you turn on the coffee machine, you grind the beans, you unpack the deliveries or whatnot, and keeping just the same thing every day. Awesome. So it's like um, it's it's the same thing as like in big business. You've got like a set procedure which you can run through each and every morning, and that way you don't miss anything. And yeah. You're, you're on time and you're ready to serve that coffee. Yeah, pretty much. So just if I've got someone new and I've got, you know, the checklist there so they can sign off every single thing that's been done so you can go back and check check over it. So if something has gone wrong later on in the day, then you can be like, okay, we can see that it hasn't been done here. Awesome, awesome. Let's talk about one percenters, like those little things that you do to uh, to make a difference, to really um, stand out from the crowd. And, and there's one thing that you do in particular which um, – is something that a few people do with their coffees, but you have a little extra that you add to the coffees when people buy them. Can you tell us a bit <laughs> about the one percenters that you've got? Uh, you must be talking about my little chocolate chip bickies. <laughs> oh, yes, that is exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to add a little add a little cookie onto all of my coffees just to add a little bit of extra love and care that goes into every single one. Um, it makes a difference too. I guess. And it... One good thing, I mean, besides customers being happy with it, it is actually a great um, talking point and a way to start up conversation with different customers. You know, they'll, they'll get a little bit excited about it and it's a way to start a conversation and you get talking to them and all of a sudden you've got a regular because they're like, oh, I had to ch- chat to this person and they'll come back. That's such and a great... It's also just a great way. People will be like, oh, I went here and I got a little extra with my coffee. Yeah, and people then know which shop you are because you're the one who does that. And apart from that, I just thought it'd be a fun idea to do. So, <laughs> but it's turned into like just a really good marketing thing as well. It certainly has. Yeah. It certainly has. You, you're pretty much. I, there's no other coffee that I can get in town that uh, comes with a little biscuit or anything else with a coffee whatsoever. So you are standing above the crowd in uh, in that respect. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, there might be a little bit of a. Uh, turf war if anybody else starts to do it yeah exactly <laughs> you might have to go to two biscuits i mean you know mm. who knows yeah <laughs> start making them a bit bigger or exactly packing a cake on there <laughs> exactly hey shannon do you consider yourself to be an entrepreneur like 
I know um, a lot of young people these days, like that entrepreneur word is getting more popular, but for a lot of people, especially in our age, teenagers, people in their 20s, sometimes I think it can still be a bit of a, like people turn up their nose when they hear the word entrepreneur, they're like, oh, a bit la-di-da, but do you consider yourself to be an entrepreneur? Like you're running your own business. So how do you, how do you think about those? Things? I, I don't consider myself as one. Um, I guess that's something that I would, I would aspire to be, but mm-hmm. it's not something that I like to refer to myself as because it does have, I guess, a bit of that connotation to it where I'm like, I don't want to be a self-proclaimed um, entrepreneur because I know it just seems a little bit arrogant, but you know, I, a few people have referred to me as that and gives me a little bit of a tickle, but um, yeah. I feel like it's something that I would be aiming for. I wouldn't say that I'm there yet. I still have too many things that I want to do, too many things with the business that it's still growing and it's not there yet. But I don't know, I guess different people have a different idea in their minds. I wouldn't call myself one, but different people have. So. No, I like that point of view. That's awesome. Um, but I do think that uh, you could call yourself that without being la-di-da because you're doing an absolutely fantastic job running your own oh, business. Thank you. And that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. It's getting in there, having a go and doing your thing. And that's exactly what you're doing. Um, another question I want to ask is, do you have any advice or tips for other young people who might be listening in who are thinking about starting their own business or just doing their own thing and... Uh, not necessarily going to work for the man. Have you got any advice for those people? Yeah, right. Um, pretty much just do it. I guess that's what that, I did when I that's bought That's the best catchphrase. I love it. <laughs> I know. I feel like I might have stolen that off someone. Yeah, um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, that's the thing. I just got in there and did it. I had people when I decided to drop out of school at year 10 and not do year 12, people would argue with me and be like, why Why would you want to do that? Why mm. wouldn't you want to go to university? And just if you know what you want to do, don't be afraid to just actually go ahead and push through and do it. Um, and if you have, I'm always getting in trouble with having two big ideas and then I'll take it to dad who has to then construct them if it's something to do with building and he'll be like, no, nah, needs to be reasonable. But I think <laughs> you do need giant ideas. To that's make right. this happen sometime. And so if people are telling you, you know, that's you've got too big of an imagination, you've trying to dream too big, just don't listen to them. Just no. keep doing it. <laughs> Excellent. Great advice. There's that other quote there that says that um, if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. Yes, I do love that one. Exactly. And that, that ties into the other quote, which I love, is the magic happens outside your comfort zone. Yes. <laughs> and, and that's because if you don't push yourself that extra that extra mile, you're still in your comfort zone. You're not really, um, you know, you're not challenging yourself enough. So the fact that you've gone out and bought your own business, spent all your savings on a business, um, that was definitely something that I would consider to be outside your comfort zone. It was, it was terrifying. <laughs> but it's paid off. But it's hasn't paid it? off. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Awesome. Hey, um, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I'm not going to take up too much more of your time, but um, how can people find One Wild Apple? Alrighty, well, you can, if you're in Benalla and you want to come in in person, um, it's just sort of tucked in in the Denny Street car park, which is behind Target there. Excellent. And just look for the big, bright beach umbrella. Um, otherwise, jump on to Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat, I'm on all of them. And if you search for One Wild Apple, it should be the first option. I Excellent. Hope. Excellent. <laughs> um, 
and and on uh, both Facebook and Instagram, there's I think my contact details, so email, uh, phone number, and all of that. So. So excellent. Absolutely fantastic. Hey, and if anybody's got any questions around running a cafe or, or buying their own building, um, are you happy to answer those questions? Oh, I'd be more than happy of to. Of course. Uh, excellent. I can answer your questions. I can't guarantee that I'll have good answers, but I'd be more than happy to, yeah, chat about anything. Big thanks to Shannon for sharing her story. Really enjoyed um, talking to Shannon and bringing that interview to you. And I hope you really enjoyed that interview. I hope you enjoyed her story. So motivating, guys. It just proves yet again that you can do anything you set your mind to. If you've got a passion, you need to follow it because you can turn it into a reality. It's as simple as that. And um, we'll definitely have to get Shannon back on the podcast uh, in a few years' time when she's running all those five-star resorts. Maybe we can get some deals, guys. Who knows? Anyway, I have three top learnings from this episode, and I want to share those with you right now. What was your top learning? Make sure you leave a comment in the show notes for episode 26, or you can hit me up with an email and let me know what you thought. All right, here we go. Top learning number one for episode 26 is open a separate bank account today and start saving a few dollars each week for your someday something. So Shannon uh, very wisely started putting a little bit of money away each week when she was um, yeah, a young teenager, right back in her teenage years, for her someday something. And that someday something turned out to be one wild apple. She's now running her own business. So save those pennies, guys. Top learning number two. Most people don't take the leap. Those that do get to experience how good the upside is. So Shannon poured her savings, she turned those savings into a coffee shop, into a cafe. She was, uh, you know, she had some doubts. She had uh, a lot of work to do to turn it into a business, but she took that leap and look where she's at today, guys. Running her very own business, doing her own thing and absolutely kicking goals. Absolutely awesome stuff. Top learning number three is, if people tell you that you're dreaming too big, don't listen to them. Shannon, owner of One Wild Apple. (laughs) That is it, enough said. Um, If you have a top learning from that episode, or what did you enjoy most about it, please do let me know. Would love to get your feedback. And if you've got any questions, as we mentioned at the end of that interview, if you've got any questions for Shannon, there's lots of things that we don't get time to cover in a 20 or 30 minute interview. So if you do have some questions about running your own cafe, buying a business, how to pour a good coffee, then Shannon's got the answers. And all you need to do is leave a comment in the show notes for episode 26 or hit me up on social media and we will get that question answered by Shannon. All right, so just before we wrap up for another episode, big week here at Open for Business HQ, guys. This week, we have another Ask AG Live on Facebook Live, Wednesday nights, 8.30. Make sure you tune in. Links will be in the show notes. And on Thursday, we are heading down to Melbourne for a meetup event. So there is a group of 
entrepreneurs, small business owners, and people that are just passionate about doing their thing. And uh, there are regular meetups held in Melbourne. And uh, I'm heading down there. There's a couple of uh, past podcasting guests that are going to be at the meetup, as well as, fingers crossed, some future podcast guests. So it's going to be awesome to catch up with these guys, meet some new people, and uh, I'll be Snapchatting along the way and taking lots of video. So make sure you keep an eye out on Snapchat on across the Open for Business social media channels, guys, because you'll be able to check out that meetup. And um, I'm also working on uh, building something in the local regional areas uh, in Victoria having more meetups for young people because a lot of these meetups and uh, get-togethers and networking events, there's heaps of in in the capital cities but not so much in the regional areas and we really need to to do something about that. Get the uh, regional communities, all you awesome passionate people running your businesses just like Shannon um, there needs to be meetups and uh, and groups and get-togethers so uh, small business owners, young small business owners can network and build off each other and really grow their businesses. But that's all for another day. So there we have it. That is episode 26. Thank you so much again for listening to this show and um, I will talk to you on the very next episode. So until then, Stay motivated, keep working towards your goals, team, and I will catch you on the very next episode. Bye for now.